My name is Bo, and I'm a found footage fool. Tell me the camera thing isn't annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. Hey everyone, welcome back to another bonus episode of The Dark Parade. I am your host, Bo. This is the continuing journey through found footage films uh, with me as I try to make sense of my life and piece together why it is I would ever watch this many found footage movies. But I do it for you, really. I do it for you people who, and, and maybe you're like me, maybe you like a found footage movie and you know, you start flipping through the Tubi or the Plex or whatever free service that a lot of these movies end up on. And you start thinking to yourself, well, that one doesn't look too bad. Well, that's what this show is here for. This is to help you sort through the dreck and maybe find a, a few diamonds in the rough. Which brings us to this episode, a movie entitled Black Wake. Now, this is not one of those diamonds in the rough. This is just rough. So, what is Black Wake? Black Wake is a found footage story about uh, a series of crimes, I think, that are popping up uh, around coastline areas where people are wandering around like zombies and then just attacking folks and then puking black stuff on them, which uh, contains some kind of parasite. And also, there is a lady doctor, uh, Dr. Luisa Moreira, who is being observed by some security people from the company she works for because the company knows something that she doesn't. And so, that's what's happening... Um, and yeah, so it turns out she's looking into all of this. She starts to get paranoid that the company knows more than they're letting on. Um, you also have some sort of tertiary characters played by, you know, B and C list celebrities like Tom Sizemore, uh, shows up to be a police detective. Unsurprisingly, Eric Roberts shows up to be a guy who I think is a scientist uh, Vincent Pastore from uh, from The Sopranos uh, appears as a doctor, I think. And Chuck Zito is not a person I know, but I think he's a wrestler. At any rate, uh, it's filled with a bunch of people that you may or may not recognize who showed up on set for a day and then did their thing. And as always, in addition to just telling you kind of what the movie is about, look, that's just... A, a off the top of my head, here's the basic plot, right? I'm not giving away any spoilers or anything. Although, spoilers, you shouldn't watch Black Wake. But let's get to the real business at hand, which is, of course, to analyze the film. You know, that's what we do around these parts is we, we have a, a set of criteria, a list of five things that determine whether or not a found footage movie is good or bad. And so let's start at the beginning, which is uh, keeping the camera on. Number one on the list, is there a good reason to keep the camera on? And I will say to the credit of the movie Black Wake, this uses a combination of security camera footage, handheld footage, 
video diaries, that kind of thing. So it's kind of always uh, shifting perspective and, and that kind of thing. I don't think it always works. Sometimes it's like, well, this is a little convenient that, you know, the, the security camera would be sweeping this direction at, at this time. But whatever. It, it, it mostly works. So I'm going to say a lot of bad things about this movie. Let's uh, Let's say something nice about it, which is, for the most part... The explanation of why the cameras are rolling makes sense. Now, is it a little bit ridiculous that one of the reasons the camera is rolling is that a couple of the guys are just wearing Google glasses and look kind of stupid? Yeah, yeah, that's not incorrect. But also, it, it's funny. And, you know, maybe this movie isn't supposed to be funny. I'm not really sure what this movie is supposed to be. I don't know if it's a parody of found footage movies. I don't know if it's just an inept found footage movie it's really hard to tell but criteria number one let's just keep keep to the science bow that's what we got to do here keeping the camera on reasonably justified where let's on a scale of one to five let's say this is a solid four then we come to characters uh are the characters likable are they people you want to follow and here we get into some trouble because aside from the central doctor character um, there really isn't anybody to kind of follow in this movie. There's a really cobbled together plot about how she may not be who she claims to be or who th she thinks she is in kind of Resident Evil the movie fashion where Mia Jovovich wakes up and thinks that she's one person and it turns out she's somebody else. There's kind of that. But the other problem is that it's so full of amateur actors that it's tough to like any of these characters because everything comes off as so ridiculous. And I will say this, I made fun of Tom Sizemore a little bit for showing up as a cop, but Tom Sizemore is a real honest-to-goodness actor, and he tries to deliver a performance, Eric Roberts, the same way. I don't know that they're particularly good in this, but I don't think that the material lends itself to being able to be very good in this movie, but they're trying. Vincent Pastore, on the other hand, I mean, that's a guy that is sort of famous for being an overweight Italian guy, and that's just what he is. So when he's trying to play a doctor, mm, maybe not so much. So the characters on a scale one to five, let's say a two for the inclusion of Eric Roberts and Tom Sizemore who are actual actors trying to do something here, or at least, you know, earning their paycheck. They're not just phoning it in, which they certainly could. So then let's go to criteria number three, which is authenticity. Does this feel real? And the answer to that is no. At no point does any of the proceedings feel like a thing that could happen or is happening even within the world of the film. This goes back to the acting just being really really bad i think the lead actress is most famous for like telenovelas in in mexico perhaps uh, or it looks like she's done a lot of spanish-speaking television at the very least and she's trying don't get me wrong but for your movie to be about this character and her accent to be almost impenetrable at times and also just so melodramatic that it it just feels like it feels like a TV movie. It feels like a bad TV movie. 
feels like a bad anthology series, and this is a particularly bad episode of that bad anthology series, that's kind of what it feels like. There's a whole thing going on with this book that she finds, and it's real garbage. Like, it's this real half-baked Necronomicon kind of thing, but it just looks so trashy, and you're like, you would be a crazy person if you read this and thought that it was somehow legit. You know, at least the Necronomicon is bound in flesh and inked in human blood. This is a bunch of loose-leaf notebook pages from a crazy homeless guy. And none of that uh, adds up to a feeling that this is a real thing going on in the movie. Also, if you want to make your movie feel authentic, how about you have the strippers that you use in the morgue scene not take a breath behind Vincent Pastore when they're supposed to be dead. This is a full-on moment of the actress in question kind of getting her mouth set right and wiggling around on the table, and that was just the take they used. And maybe that's all they had money for, maybe that's all, all they had time for, considering Vincent Pastore was clearly there for maybe a day. Um, I get that, but it just makes the movie feel not only inauthentic, it just feels cheap and it feels shoddy. Um, which brings us to number four. Uh, or I guess we should rate the authenticity, right? Is it authentic? Uh, that's a big fat goose egg. It does not feel in any way authentic ever, ever, ever. Then we, we go to watchability. Is all of this entertaining? If it's not authentic, that's one thing. But is it something that as you're watching the movie, you're like, okay, this is kind of dopey, but it's kind of fun and I'm enjoying myself. Uh, again, no. This is one of the most unwatchable movies I've seen in some time. A movie that practically dares you to keep your eyes on it. It took me two, maybe three sittings to get through the whole thing. Not because I kept falling asleep, but I would watch about 30 minutes of it and be like, what am I doing? And I would turn it off. And then I would think, like, eh, I kind of want to do it for this show. Because it is so bonkers and bad. But then I would watch another 30 or 45 minutes of it and think, like, what am I doing? There's only so much time we're afforded on this planet. Why am I watching Black Wake? And then by the third viewing, I'd seen so much of it, it was only going to take a few minutes to finish it. And so I did. And in fairness, the very end of the movie has an effect that is at least interesting. But it's just so bad. There's a Lovecraftian element to this all. But even that doesn't really come to anything it feels like the first 10 minutes of a better movie only this first 10 minutes has somehow been stretched to 90 minutes and you just can't make a good movie out of that and so we have to grade watchability is this watchable again total zero you know what let's be fair i'll give it a one because i actually did finish it so uh authentic authenticity zero watchability one uh characters uh a one Keeping the camera on, a two. So that's what we're dealing with so far. Then we come to scares, our fifth and final criteria. Is this uh, scary? And of course not. Of course this isn't scary. This is ridiculous. It's cheap. It feels offensively stupid. None of the people in this movie are going to be listing this on their resume as something that they're super proud of. Uh, it is a misfire on every count. Um, I felt bad for the people in it as I watched it. I feel bad for the director for having put his name on it. This should have been Alan Smithied all the hell. 
but the guy is out there making short films and has done some features and whatnot, but I haven't seen anything else by him, but if this is as good as it gets, uh, he can keep it. This is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. You should never see Black Wake. If you see it on one of those services and you're like, hey, a found footage kind of Lovecraftian movie, which is what I did, uh, so you're very clear. There are elements... Like, I'm not the biggest fan of The Bay. I've got my problems with that movie. But there are elements of The Bay in this. And for all its faults, The Bay is a much superior film. And if you're interested in a, hey, there's a parasite in the water and people are freaking out and whatnot, that kind of movie, then watch The Bay. It's, again, I don't think it's entirely successful. Way, 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 way better than anything in Black Wake. So, yeah. Unfortunately, Black Wake, real dud. For this uh, time around on Found Footage Fool. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to these insane ramblings uh, culled from the notebook of a homeless person who has been infected by an ocean-born parasite that may or may not be from the stars. Spoilers for Black Wake. As always, I want to thank you for listening to The Dark Parade. Here recently, it's been a little bit more difficult to get some of the episodes out on the regular just because of work and uh, having some other responsibilities and that kind of thing. But uh, work continues here in the the Dark Parade Mines, and uh, we're working on some some new stuff. Uh, I've got some, some big plans for the upcoming seasons. Uh, I think I've got movies slotted at least through May. So I'm excited to talk about all that stuff with you. Uh, more bonus stuff is coming, and uh, it's all going to be a great deal of fun, or at least I'm going to have fun. And I hope you're having fun. Uh, and if you are having fun, please drop by the podcast, uh, catcher of your choice, uh, and leave a rating and or review. If you're leaving a review on iTunes, that actually helps as much as anything else, just because iTunes is still where most podcasts are, are found. And, uh, a rating there makes a big difference. And a final note before, uh, we wrap things up here, just to get it out there into the ether, um, as of the end of June, I am going to be stepping down uh, as of editor-in-chief of Legion Podcasts. Um, we are still searching for someone to take over uh, that mantle. I am not leaving because things are in bad shape. In fact, Legion Podcast is as successful as it has ever been. I am just doing it because it takes up a great deal of time, and I would like to uh, spend time doing some other stuff. Uh, as opposed to running the podcast network. So, uh, that being said, that doesn't mean anything shutting down. I mean, all the all your favorite podcasts are still going to be around. Um, this is more to say, if there is anyone uh, in the uh, vicinity of my voice that uh, is listening to this, that has any interest in taking over that position. Uh, like I said, it is a largely um, automated enterprise at this point. But if you have ever thought to yourself, hey... I bet I could run a podcast network. Um, hit me up. Uh, you can find me on Facebook uh, in the Dark Parade Facebook group, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Dark Parade or Dark Parade Pod, one of those two. Uh, you can also uh, find me on Twitter at Dark Parade Pod, uh, or you can shoot me an email at bo at legionpodcasts.com. Uh, any of those places will uh, will get to me. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'll keep everybody appraised of, uh, how things are going. 
in the search for uh, somebody to kind of wear the Grand Poobah hat that I've been wearing for several years now. Uh, and to reiterate, it uh, doesn't mean anybody's going anywhere. Uh, I will certainly be continuing to produce all of the shows that I produce. Uh, you, there should be no change in terms of how you receive those shows. So it will uh, largely be an invisible change uh, to most folks. Um, but if you are interested in learning more about what it takes to run an operation like this, like I said, give me a shout and uh, I can run you through it and let you know uh, how all this stuff works. And if you're interested in, in sort of carrying that baton, and really that's what I want, is uh, somebody to, to carry the baton uh, now that I have uh, put in my, my work over the years and, and uh, found you know, a lot of success with the network and I'm very pleased with everything we do and would like to see it continue. But I also, uh, don't want to keep doing it, uh, forever. So, uh, that is where I am with the Legion stuff. So, uh, again, if you're interested, feel free to spread the word. Uh, and, uh, nothing is going to happen anytime soon. Uh, like I said, if you are a subscriber to the dark parade, um, you continue to subscribe to the dark parade and you will get all the shows. Nothing will ever change in that mix. So anyway, a little bit of housekeeping business there. Uh, I hope everybody is having a fantastic week. We are right around the corner from an episode with, uh, Dan chase and Lacey Lou all about behind the mask, uh, to wrap up this here, January of 2022. And then next month is actually the listener request month. And you guys are cruel. Because there are a lot of movies that aren't very good that you requested. Some that are. Some that are. There are, there are a couple that I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, and there are a couple that you clearly did for purely punitive reasons. So, uh, we will get to all of that in very short order. Also, this Sunday there will be a, uh, a live Sinister Sunday on YouTube.com uh, forward slash Legion Podcasts. So, if you would, uh, hop over there. Sunday at five o'clock central time and uh, we'll chit chat and uh, talk about some movies and, and some other silly stuff uh, until then, as always, thank you for joining the dark parade. We'll see you next time.